So, you mean, uh, you mean I, I put together a fire pit today. Oh, lovely. Yeah, great, yeah, no, it's yeah. great. I just thought, you know, I feel the need to... I don't know, I think the, the dim recesses of my brain, I'm still mm -hmm. in that kind of apocalyptic mode. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, I can't. we can't afford to lose the secret of fire at the stage no. of the game. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff I can't do, you know. I can't generate electricity. That's that's just the thing. I mean, I know it's got something to do with with you know wires and magnets, but apart from that, doubt if I could do that. Um, have you have you ever thought about um, um, how how fire? How well, there must have been one human. There yeah. has to have been one human who who managed to start a fire. And he probably thought, about oh, shit is this? What have I done?" <laughs> That yeah. must have, you know, if you think about it. That must know. have messed you. I mean, well, I wonder at if... At least a, group of, a yeah. group of them, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, I wonder if they thought it was alive when they first saw it and tried to communicate with it. I mean, you would, wouldn't you? If you saw this kind of thing, kind of like flickering and kind of moving around, it had mo you know, it has movement to it and it looks kind of dynamic. You'd start talking to it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> surely, they, obviously, they would have seen wildfire. So, you know, fire must have been started by yeah. lightning or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they thought they captured something. Maybe they thought, you know, the wildfire. It's like, you know, capturing, you know, wild animals to tame. Maybe it's kind of, mm. well, we've captured fire now. Um, mm. And if, you know, if, you, if you've got to stop it breeding, because if it breeds too much, then this is going to set fire to the entire tribe. So keep yeah. it in, uh, in one. It's like, so, it's like having rabbits. <laughs> so that first... You know, we don't know. It could have been a woman as as much as a man. Easily. Couldn't it? it yeah, could yeah, have been yeah. who actually thought. I wonder if we could start fire by rubbing sticks together. Yeah. And all the other all yeah. the other cavemen. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, it's I, I can't. You know, kind of assume that a lot of these things are serendipitous, don't you? That it's just mm -hmm. kind of some sort of happy accident. Uh, because it's it just. I mean, we now. I mean, we have a scientific worldview now where we extrapolate from techniques we're already familiar with. We've been doing this for so long now that we know mm. that, well, you know, if you do this to that, it will do this. And if you do this mm. to that, it will do this. So if you mix them together and do this to all of them, then maybe it will do something, you know, it'll do kind of combination of these things. But when yeah. you're just kind of starting out <laughs> uh, uh, and you had a fair, and maybe you had a kind of an animistic view of the universe or, or a supernatural view of the universe or, or no coherent view of the universe at all, Mm. Um, it's just hit and miss. So it's kind of okay. Mm. Well, do we eat that? Do we not eat that? I mean, you know, if I yeah. pull those things and that kind of and, and that liquid comes out of the animal, can I drink that? Um, can I put no, it in my? Can uh, I put it in my tea? What do I do? I'm just going to poison me. I, no, don't eat that. I ate that the other day, and he, he's not. He's not he's well. Not yeah, yeah. I drank that the other day. It was disgusting. <laughs> and then you get this awful stuff like, well, you know. <laughs> without you know, I don't want to upset our listener, but I mean, it's if if, if they're going to hear this, but I mean, you know, you see mm. some animal and you think, what well, if I pull that, and it produces this kind of you know this 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 kind of you know liquid, this white liquid, mm. uh, it, that's actually quite tasty. You know, we'll drink yeah, that. Yeah. We can add it to stuff. We can warm it up. You know, and so on. Um, why not do it to all animals? Anything <laughs> they've got going on there, let's just give it a good old pull. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, they had a lot of time on their hands. Yeah, it's going to have a lot on their hands. They keep, yeah. Actually, there's this. I don't know if I've talked about this before. I really, I really like this theory. I think it was um, Joseph Campbell who talked about this. It's like we, as animals, have the longest childhoods. Yes. You know, we're we're born completely helpless, and mm. where other animals are, you know, they're born, they can start walking, whatever that day. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, like uh, imagine like a deer or something. That's like that. right. Yeah, yeah. But we have this really long childhoods. Mm. Yeah. And with this really long childhood, it's a development of imagination. 
mm. and play. Yeah. And yeah. from that, maybe, you know, um, that's where we get that spark of, um, you know, um, in, um, inventiveness. Mm. Mm. What if we do this? What if we do that? That, yeah. you know, playing and creativity. I really like that idea. I do. I do. I, yeah. can't, I can yeah. remember somebody else talking about that. It skipped my mind who it, who it was. It wasn't Campbell. Mm -hmm. uh, as you say, I'm sure he did say something about this. But it was the idea of being, of human beings being born incomplete. So a lot mm. of animals are born and they're pretty much complete. They're ready to rock and roll, you know, within a few days. Uh, I mean, mm. they're, not, they're not kind of fully competent. <laughs> still things to learn. But, you know, as I said, they can stand, they can walk, they can pretty much kind of navigate around the world and explore. Whereas human beings are born incomplete. We're just not finished when we're born. Uh, we're just kind of lying there. Yeah, hugely dependent on stuff. Yeah, uh, We're just like big heads and, and, and like a body and a arms flailing about completely helpless yeah i mean we're still like that in some some issue in, in, in some weekends i'm i'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah that that help. i wonder i mean it's interesting isn't it i wonder whether um i wonder whether and that has to have an impact on on our our sociability our need for, our, our inevitable kind of dependence on others that our our mm. initial experience of existence is mm. an intense dependence um, and that kind mm -hmm. of, you know, our initial experience of existence is we are not, we are not capable of dealing with all these things around us. You know, we can't feed yeah. ourselves, we can't even wipe our own backsides, uh, yeah. and we can't do anything. Um, so dependency is one of the first experiences we have. Um, mm. And I wonder whether mm. that's part of our, our kind of our, our drive towards um, socialization. You could turn that on its head. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, I remember uh, speaking to one of my friends who, who looked after like um, like profoundly disabled people, mm. and I asked her once, you know, what is the experience like for these for the for these people? And uh, obviously, like, my my thinking is that I'm feeling sorry for them, or, or you know, and it's difficult for them. And there's and she was saying, no, they're like kings or queens, mm. you know, yeah. they're just sitting there, and people are coming yeah. to help them and give them stuff. Yes, yes. You know? And um, perhaps that's, you know, perhaps that's our kind of, uh, rather than dependency, a kind of um, for babies or children, like a sense of entitlement. <laughs> it's like cats, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah, cats are a bit like that. Yes, mm -hmm. but of course, I mean, you get the other side of it, again, is, is that um, it, it's a fairly common uh, experience with, with, with um, you know, with, young, with, with children who are just kind of moving into kind of, you know, adolescence perhaps or puberty or whatever um mm. where where they they kind of rail against that dependency they actually say mm. no no i want to be independent i want to find my own way of doing stuff even mm. though you're trying to smooth things over and trying to help them avoid the traps and trying to help them avoid the pitfalls they don't want you to do that they want you know as soon as they get the opportunity to kind of get on and do it for themselves they mm. want to do it for themselves um but i just yeah i don't know i mean it's, it would be an interesting piece of research wouldn't it to just see whether or not um, I mean, just anecdotally, I think you know. I, I, I think I mean this is something that crops up when we when you when you're looking at um, um, Plato, for example. Mm -hmm. I mean Plato, although although Plato is 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 your, your traditional dualist, mm. um, and uh, oh by the way, we're talking about human beings right at the moment. Yes, is that what yes, we're going to be doing yes, for yes. a bit? Yeah, talking about human beings, human nature. So just just to kind of get that into so, um, context. yeah, so to put in a kind of a, a frame. Mm. So I kind of think what you know what is a human, what makes a human being? Mm. I mean, so there's lots of there's lots of 
um, things to talk about there. Huge, but, yeah, that's what, huge. Yeah, amount. yeah. I mean, Plato says, yeah, see, because he's he's a he is a dualist, and we might talk about that later. But we have talked about this throughout the various podcasts. Very strong view that human beings are are in two parts. You've got the kind of the physical mm. dimension. Um, the animalistic dimension, which is very much rooted in this in this world, um, mm. which for Plato's money wasn't really the human aspect of who or what we are, because we shared this with any other kind of meat machine, any other kind of meat mm. creature you find wandering around, dogs and cats and, and worms and all that. So they're all kind of like made of meat and goo and stuff like that. And that's not mm. what makes us human. What makes us human is the other side of the dualistic coin, um, mm. which is our soul, our spirit, which is eternal and has existed has pre-existed before it became incarnate in a physical shell um and will continue to exist after the physical shell has been dispensed with um mm. and we know the stories about you know uh about kind of socrates and his last days you know when he's going to have been encouraged to to, to top himself with the, with the hemlock and so on uh you know plato reports He's perfectly happy because he sees this as a victory. He sees this as an opportunity to, to escape from the flesh prison mm. um, and allow your, your, your true humanness to return to the spiritual realm. So you've got that going mm. on. But even mm. within the spiritual, even within the soul, there are, there are a number of, of elements. So, you know, so, so, you know, he, you know, Plato says, well, you know, at least three elements within the soul. So there's the mm. rational element the rational are part of it which actually makes us truly human it's our ability to think cognize mm -hmm. and work and, and and that's the aspect of us which can access the ideal forms that's the aspect of us that goes beyond the physical world that's what makes us different from any other creature mm -hmm. uh, and then is that then is the, there's the kind of the the, the the kind of appetites which is kind of very much the physical creature very much the kind of the desires it's quite mm -hmm. it's quite proto-freudian in a way you can see how f the traditions that lead up to freud and his kind of three um you know, you know ego superego and id you can see how you know plato is already prefiguring this so you've got that kind of the passions kind of sex and rock and roll just, just stop me for a second because so late, later on we like you know with christianity and then going to the enlightenment mm. aren't they kind of getting away from that passion they're, they're trying to like say that that part of human being mm. is, is like a, you know no good is plato saying yeah, that's no we, we, is he you know is he saying it's all part of it and it's, and it's good we need to keep that with us yeah no he says it's all part of us but it's not something we it's not something i mean it's a bit like kind of freud's ego in us uh, id in a way we kind of really don't we, we can really do that or we can't do without it because it's part of what we are but it's the thing that needs to be brought under control mm -hmm. um it's the thing that, you know it's the it's reason which we need to build um, it's reason we need to prioritise, but our, our appetites—they're there. Um, we're stuck with it, but they mm. are—they need to be subservient. When they get the upper hand, that's when—that's mm. when you go wrong. That's when you start to become a monster. That's when you start to become evil. So you've got the kind of mm. the appetites, and then you've got the kind of um, a kind of oh, what does he call it? Um, spirit want of a better word you've got the kind of the human spirit which is not the same as soul in in, mm. in in plato so you've got that kind of human spirit and that's the kind of desire for status for achievement 
um, for non kind of non-physical, non-kind of hedonistic physical things, not kind of like meat and drink and sex and and and, and art and all those kind of physical things, but kind of spiritual attainments, the higher attainments, like kind of you know the the the, the, the adulation of, of of millions, the kind of the, the respect of I your friends and so on. Freudian ego, kind of. Kind of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what we end up with is is in some respects you have you. Ha- Plato says, and this is getting back to what we were originally talking about. Plato says that the the appetites and the spirit, that kind of quest for that hunger for for the things in the world, and that quest for respect and honor and satisfaction and all those sorts of things, those things force us to be sociable, force us to be social because you can't gain all of those things mm. by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people have to give you respect and have to give you that kind of acclaim. So, you know, re- respect and recognition of your peers and so on comes from other people, just your own self-respect. I mean, it might be a very valuable thing to have, but that's kind mm-hmm. of, that's not enough. You want other people to say, what a fantastic guy that is, that Danny. What a dude, you know, what a great man, mm-hmm. what wonderful people. Mm-hmm. You want your families to be able to say, oh, what a great dad, what a great husband, you know. They want, you want all that. Uh, similarly, you want vast quantities of cash, and uh, you want a full mm. larder, and uh, you want a fast car outside the house, uh, and you want all the good stuff as well. And that all comes from engaging with the wider, the wider world. And that's where mm-hmm. we're kind of dependent. In a sense, we're like this from, from children. If we want kind of food, and if we want to be told mm. we're a good boy or a good girl... And get the acclaim of the you know of our parents, mm. um, then you have to go beyond yourself to get that. That reminds me of um, uh, Marcuse, Herbert Marcuse, mm. um, mm. uh, Eros and Civilization, taking uh, Freud, saying uh, uh, you know, we've got this kind of built-in thing from from childhood. Our relationship with our parents will reflect on our relationship with our boss. Mm. You know, be a good, you know, be a good boy, and you'll get a sweet. You know, yes, uh, toe the line, kind yeah. of thing. But that's yeah. all. I mean, that's it, isn't it? Because, and, uh, you know, that's in a way. I mean, you can see this kind of rooted in the likes of of, of Plato. Because when you link up his understanding of of, because one of the things I think we're gonna we're gonna explore as we kind of discuss these issues over the next few podcasts, um, mm. it, it, is that your understanding of what it means to be human pretty much determines everything else. Um, once you are, once you have a particular view of what the human being is and how it functions, then mm. that leads on to what kind of ethic do we have, what kind of politics do we have, you know, what kind mm. of science are we going to develop? I mean, that's it, it. All comes out of that. So once Plato establishes that you know the soul is 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 the main part of what we are, so rationality is 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 key, and once he establishes. Uh, that we have these other dimensions which need to be kind of kept under control um, Mm. but still need satisfying in some way then you get the inevitability of the republic because okay so now we need a society which fosters these things so Mm. we have to have a society which allows people to get the you know to get the good stuff to get what they deserve kind of in terms of kind of physical you know physical pleasures uh, and the recognition of, of, of their peers. So we need us, uh, you know, so we need you, for example, to do the job you're best suited for, not to be doing stuff that you can't do. You need to be mm-hmm. recognizing, you know, your status in the world, your place in the world, you know, what kind of soul you are, and then you need to be doing the best possible job in that context. You know, so that could be the best possible poet or the best writer. It could be the best, you know, uh, you know, uh, burger flipper um, or the best, uh, or you know, or the best cab driver. Um, whatever it is. Um, you do and that to the best you can. 
Star Trek masterpiece society. Yeah, the masterpiece yeah. society. Exactly that. So you'll get the acclaim. You don't want to be. You know, you don't want to be. Says says Plato. You don't want to be. Um, um, trying to be uh, a sculptor, trying to be a poet, trying to be a writer, uh, when you're not fit for it, because that's not how mm. your soul is designed. And so you are constantly getting laughed at, and you're constantly getting rejection, um, mm. because that's part. Because that that's damaging to your spirit, you know. And also, if you sorry, also if you if you don't do that. Um, then you, you you don't get the rewards either. If you're a bad poet and a bad playwright and a bad you know and a bad artist or whatever, um, then you don't get people buying your work, which means you don't get the kind of the, the appetites fulfilled. You don't get the kind of the good food and the nice house and and all those sorts of things. So you've got to create a society mm. which 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 allows those things to 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 allows particular human beings at particular state in, in a particular state at a particular level to flourish mm. Um, so mm. with a philosopher king at the top. Um, being the best philosopher king and and thinking great thoughts about the ideal forms, uh, and the the humble sweeper, um, sweeping up in the in the academy, um, mm. still doing the best job, you know, loving every minute of it, and being told, my man, you are the best there is at this job, you know, um, that's Plato's Republic for you. You identify what yeah. it means to be human, and then you create the society that, that suits it. Yeah. So there's, there's obviously lots to talk about that, but um, what I was going to say is. Um, it's something comforting about the idea that everyone, everybody has some kind of um, innate ability to do something, mm. a mm. skill. Mm. You know, some people can sing, or some people can, you know, you know, dance or you know, do some kind of creativity, mm. uh, and some people can't do that. It's not something. Some t- it's not something you can learn if you haven't got the the, the ability. If you got, what I mean, and there's some. There is something comforting in that, as though there's something beyond. Just the, you know, just the physical, material self. Obviously, this is something that we could argue about and talk about. You know, DNA. Mm. Yeah, it's in your DNA to be a good singer. You know, yeah. it's in your DNA to be a good, you know, uh, warmonger or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that that is a that's that's a, a you know obviously a, a huge discussion, isn't it? Because some. Uh, and Plato does take that view, not that he's talking about DNA, but he's saying, you know, mm. that, that you have an eternal soul. Uh, and if it's a gold soul, um, you know, mm. the gold kind of quality soul, that it's, you are, you are designed, you have always been designed um, to be, to be a leader, to be a great thinker, to be somebody who, mm. that doesn't mean to say that the silver souls and the bronze souls are, are, you know, lesser beings um, but their roles are different. So you know, the gold soul presumably uh, will be really crap at sweeping up and you know driving a mm. cab, uh, whereas you know the bronze soul may very well be excellent at, at uh, you know at, at um, I don't know driving a lorry or or or, or whatever, um, but will be terrible at um, at you know running a running a government. Yeah. And you know, maybe, maybe we are living in a moment. I mean, Plato might turn around today and just say, "Well, you know, the people who get over politically, the people who are running our governments, maybe these guys are bronze souls um, doing mm-hmm. a gold soul job, and that's probably why they're making such a mess of it." Um, so, I, so as you say, there is there is that kind of comfort where in the in the idea of some sort of predestination. I mean, Christianity picks up on this quite in in, in some of its in some of its uh, its traditions quite strongly. Um, certainly in some of the Protestant traditions, uh, um, kind of through kind of Calvinism particularly, um, the idea of, of of a pre of predestination 
that you know before mm. you were born you were predestined to this that you know. i mean certainly in christianity you have certain um you have certain quite <laughs> quite uh, worrying traditions which say you know you, you people are predestined to heaven or hell so even before you were born it was already decided <laughs> Uh, whether, you know whether whether your number was up or not, whether you were going to be kind of one of the elect um, or you weren't. So in a sense, there's not really much you can do about it, um, mm. and that obviously depends. You know that 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 reflects on one's understanding of God's omnipotence and omniscience and ability to kind of you know see everything simultaneously. So you just have an illusion of free will because you just don't know about this predestination. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there was another. Th- there's another theologian that, that comes to mind. I like the the. the Talking about the illusion, there's another theologian. This is a Catholic theologian, actually. Um, um, who was it now? It'll come to me. Um, no, can't remember him offhand. Uh, but the argument was basically something along the lines, and you see this in, in both Protestant and Catholic traditions. Um, um, I mean, in Protestant tradition, you find this in people like Karl Barth, who comes out of a kind of Catholic sort of tradition. Uh, not Catholic, mm-hmm. I do apologise, from a Calvinist sort of tradition. Uh, <laughs> entirely different. Um, and the idea that, well, if God is all-powerful uh, and wants the best for you, um, then there's no possible way you can escape the divine mm. grace. So, ev- so, so the argument is uh, everybody is a Christian, whether they know it or not, because this has mm-hmm. already been predetermined. Um, because, you know, where could you go to escape the will of God? Um, I'm just going to look at this... Uh, mm-hmm. You can keep this in um, or not. I'm doing a bit of a Google here. There's a guy whose name I just want to. Yes, it was. I was quite. I, I knew. I knew it was this, but I, I lost confidence there from. Um, There's a guy called Karl Rahner, Catholic mm-hmm. guy called Karl Rahner, who talks about anonymous Christianity, um, and simply spit going. He, he, you know, people will say to him, "Well, you know, what about you know, what about all the the the, the tribes and all the kind of you know." Uh, um, cultures and so on that have never encountered the Christian message. I mean, if you believe that everybody needs to kind of, you know, follow the Christian God uh, and 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 commit themselves to the Christian God so that they can be mm. saved, which is kind of a, that kind of you know you need to assent to it. And what about people who've never heard the message? Does it mean if you've never heard the message because you know your Wi-Fi is bad or your kind of your your, your, <laughs> or your or your you know your 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 your, your cell phone kind of you know, coverage is is, is rubbish? Or you're an alien from a different planet. Yeah, what happens then? And he says, well, there are people, everybody else who's never heard the message is an anonymous Christian. Um, that is, uh, this is all taken place, this is all dealt with for them. Um, How convenient. It is. It is quite, it's, 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 it's a convenient, it is convenient. It's, it's, it's very con- controversial. But So he's basically saying anybody, anybody who doesn't know, um, then it doesn't matter because it's not a cognitive thing. It's up to God. Anyway, I that was anonymous Christianity, uh, and it was a it's 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 um it's a Catholic uh, it's, it's a it's a, a Catholic theologian Karl Rahner who prompts that. But I mean, but you can see in all of these things these kind of I know Catholicism particularly has a more Aristotelian feel to it, but there's still elements of 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 kind of Platonic determinism uh, in in certainly in the Christian religion. Um, hmm. where, where it's kind of well, you know, as 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 we said, as Plato said, you know, we, you, whatever you whatever you were ever going to be has already been determined. It's there. It's hmm. in your it's in your kind of uh, celestial DNA, if you like, uh, in your in your kind of soul. Um, and that's why you know that's why as we said before, you know, we talk about knowledge. That's why, as far as Plato is concerned, we all you know our knowledge is already there. We have all the knowledge epistemologically. It's all there hmm. because we pre-existed. 
uh, in an ideal form. And it's only when we're poured into this kind of meat vessel that mm. our knowledge is kind of constrained and 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 made unavailable to us. Uh, and then part of the process is we have to bring it to remembrance, we have to learn. Um, so yeah, so so uh, yeah. it's quite neat. I mean, in a way, it's quite neat. We know where everybody is, uh, and and you can see how this would attract. I mean, you can see how that kind of um, dystopian sort of uh, a sort of you know um, semi-fascist kind of dictatorship that that, that the republic can can collapse into. I mean, it might even be a benevolent mm. dictatorship, but still a dictatorship. Uh, well, if you think about like let's say let's say uh, it's true. And um, the um, you know the gold, uh, silver, and bronze exist. Mm. Perhaps you know if you had a modern modern way of um, finding out if you if you were one of those souls, like a you know like an online test mm. or something like that. Yeah. And um, um, it seems that would be that would it, it seems to that that would seem to make sense in a way but i think how how it's been kind of just obviously pushed through the down the centuries is just in the interests of who you know obviously these kings and queens they're 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 gold aren't they obviously mm. yeah um, but it would if, if such a thing was you know if you imagine the modern day 21st century version yes. and you could actually just you know put your finger on something and it bibbing uh, your silver oh okay. Well, okay it's a middle management <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, academic. Yeah.